live. Glad to see everybody. Hope everybody's doing good. 90 minutes of fury. Just a couple things off of the pregame. Just want to establish this fact that the only people that are committing any acts of political violence are the left, has been the left, will always be the left. It's always been the left all throughout the history of the world, all throughout the history of the globe. It's always the left. It is never the right. And you see on the videos there, you have, again, they're just trying to project onto you that which they are. You got that woman on Bill Maurer's show saying that there's violent Republicans. Where are the videos? I just, I'm curious, where are the videos of the violent Republicans? And people may throw down one six. Well, I'm not convinced that that wasn't just instigated violence by federal agents in the crowd. As you saw when the first barriers got torn down, Ray Epps whispering in the ear of the young man who then did batter law enforcement officers and he should be arrested for it, but so should Ray Epps for instigating the 1-6 riot, whatever parts he instigated. So the only people that are actually committing violence are left. Otherwise, I listen, I'd show the videos. If there was systemic uh, right-wing violence, and by the way, white supremacy is not right-wing, it's actually left-wing. Whenever you're dealing with Ku Klux Klan, uh, skinheads, they all go by a socialist doctrine. They never go by a federalist, capitalist, uh, democratic, republican doctrine. They always go by leftist ideology themselves. Hitler was a leftist. Mao was a leftist. Stalin was a leftist. They're all leftists. They always have been. The mass murder Xi Jinping right now is a leftist. Voldemar Zelensky's a leftist. Vladimir Putin's a leftist. They're all leftists. The only ones that are committing violence is left, and of course they're going to they're going to accuse you of doing that which they are, which they are doing, project onto you that which they are doing. And just on the young woman on the pregame, there was talking about her transition surgeries and transition uh, journey, I guess if you want to call it that. We that she went on her demonic transition journey. You always have all of these leftists saying that they are. It's funny they they actually perform hundreds of mastectomies per year as we've gone from two clinics, I believe it is 2004, two, two gender, uh, juvenile gender clinics in 2004 to about 150 now in the United States in a mere 18-year period. So you're going up like 10, 12 a year on average, if not more at different times and less than others. But if you notice, they're always saying, well, there's Boston Children's Hospital who then claims they're getting death threats that they never can prove that they're getting. The FBI says that they're getting death threats that they never have any proof that they're getting. It's always the typical leftist MO is to claim you're getting death threats as soon as you are exposed and nobody's ever actually making any of these threats. They never actually can show any of it. The FBI investigating people who um, that are speaking at school board meetings because they're an existential threat to America when the people never made a threat, never wrote a threat, never spoke a threat, never committed any sort of actions that are a threat. But they always, they always claim that, there's, that they're being threatened. There is no threats. But back to this young woman. All of these leftist doctors, these butchers, these Mengele butchers, they're always saying, we don't perform any of these surgeries on anybody under the age of 18, i.e. a juvenile. And then, of course, here come all the juveniles. Now, what was her record? At 12 years old, she received puberty blockers. Of course, there's no long-term studies that show what pu puberty blockers can do. Just like they all say, well, you know, yeah, of course, there's a certain percentage of people that are going to get myocarditis. Myocarditis kills most people within two to three years after they have it. Anybody aware of that? I don't know if it's most. It's 40, 50%. I can't remember which. But many people die two to three years after having myocarditis of all ages. 
and they act like it's no big deal. Just like they do with puberty blockers. Oh, you know, it's no big deal. It instantly reverses itself. There's no, there's not one long-term study that's ever been done. They give you the same drugs they use to chemically castrate rapists, and they assume that this is going to just reverse after you stop taking it. They're not even convinced that when women get off of birth control, that their bodies will then go back to producing eggs. They don't even know any of that. And let, let alone right here, where there's never been any long-term studies about, about the long-term effects of puberty blockers. So at 12 years of age, that young woman went on pu- pu- puberty blockers. And you need to remember something. She was actually a victim of a sexual battery, and that's what needed to be addressed. Not her coming in and saying she wants to be a boy after she was raped by a boy, so she can't be raped by a boy again. That's exactly what her problem was, but nobody, of course, looked into that because everybody's too busy butt-kissing and boot-licking the Democratic Party uh, agenda and narrative because everyone's afraid of the consequences of addressing the demonic leftist narrative, the demonic globalist leftist agenda, because they'll call me names if I do, if I don't put a mask on, if I don't vaccinate, they'll say I lack compassion. Who cares? They'll call you massages. They'll call you, uh, you know, a chauvinist. They'll call you xenophobic, homophobic, transphobic. Who cares? Who cares what they call you? Stand in what's right. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Myocarditis is a 20% fatality rate after two years and 50% fatality rate after five years there you go and they act like it's no big deal so it has a 20 you have a 20 percent chance of dying within two years after your diagnosis of myocarditis myocarditis and within five years after that diagnosis you have a 50 percent chance of dying think about that after five years you have a 50 percent chance of dying and they act like it's no big deal and myocarditis is through the roof you know i know i keep getting sidetracked back to the woman here so she gets her first puberty blockers at age 12, age 12. Then she gets a testosterone injection at age 13, her first testosterone injection of many. And that was just her first puberty blockers at 12 of many. Then she gets her breasts lopped off. And yes, I said lopped off. There's no reason to lop her breasts off at 15 years of age. There's never a reason to lop breasts off outside of sustaining the life of a cancer patient. They lop her breasts off at 15 years of age. The very people who are saying they're never, they're never actually, I want to say committing these acts because it is, they're never performing these surgeries on anybody under the age of 18. But here we have a 15 year old who identifies as a man and she's a woman. She identifies as a man at 12 and just less than three years later, her breasts are lopped off by the doctors who say they never perform these surgeries on people under the age of 18. Now she'll never be a mother. She'll never breastfeed. She doesn't have the ability to do any of those things all because of decisions that were made when she, when she was 12 years old. And I invite you all to watch that video. Just you watch the entire video. It's easy to find. It's on Twitter. Watch the entire thing. It's about seven minutes long, and I only showed you two minutes. All right, let's cover this week in Joe Biden. Look at this pic. So Joe Biden at the Queen's funeral. Look at where. Look at that little red circle. I hope everybody can see it. The president of the freaking United States. At a foreign dignitaries, the queen, the queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, he gets seated 14 rows back, 14 rows. Now, if the queen had traveled to the United States for a dignitary's funeral, do you think she would be 14 rows back? I mean, think about it. Trust the current prime minister of, of England would be 14 rows back there. You know what they're doing? Just so everybody knows. Yes, England lists heavily to the left. 
They're sticking it to him. They know Joe Biden's an idiot. They know, by the way, he's fraudulently elected. It's very easy. All you have to do is just look at one forensic audit, which is Arizona. He's fraudulently elected. There is no doubt 81 million votes. Come on. The man can't amass a crowd of 150 people without raiding local nursing homes and forcing them to come. And they, this is, they're sticking it to him 14 rows back. The president, of, look at, that doesn't even look like 14 rows back. It looks like 24 rows back. I know it is actually 14, but it's way back. Because those 14 rows, look how thin they are. It's the equivalent of, a, of, of really 50, 60 rows back because of how small those rows are. Who would be in front of the president of the United States outside of family? Give me a break. Look at four, 14 rows back. At the Queen's funeral, President and First Lady get put behind the Polish leader. The President of the United States gets... Is that Victor Orban? Is that the Polish leader? Is that Hungary? I can't remember. So he gets, he gets put behind the Polish leader. The England wouldn't even exist without the United States. They wouldn't, there would be no Lloyds of London or Bank of London. It would be simply Deutsche Bank. That's all there'd be right now in England one for the United States. And he gets 14 rolls back behind the first country that was conquered by Hitler. Amazing, isn't it? Look, look at where we are. And he's always saying that he's bringing America back. He's brought, he's brought respect back to you. Uh, let's ask this question. The obvious question. Where would Trump be seated? Where would he be seated? We all know that it certainly wouldn't be on the 14th row. Put up the next one for me. I believe this is his truth post right here. I'll just read the top part. In, well, I'll, read, I'll read a bunch of it. In real, in real estate, like in politics and in life, location is everything. This is, this is what's happened to America in just two short years. Exactly. No respect to the man who says, Joe Biden, who says that he's brought respect back to America, that he's brought America back onto the national stage. America was never more on the national stage than when, when Trump was president. The only one who even came close to that was when Reagan was president. No respect, however, a good time for our president to get to know the leaders of a certain third world of certain third world countries. If I were president, they wouldn't have sat me back there and our country would be much different than it is right now. There is no doubt. There is no doubt. Joe Biden, 14th row, Donald Trump, we all know would have been in the first row. All right, more with Biden for the week. Here he is um, stating that if if uh, I believe, I hope I, this, I hope that we have the right one here. Just in Biden, America's troops would defend Taiwan. Is that the right one? Which one do you have? Okay, well, that's not that's not the order I've got. <laughs> yeah. All right, just play this one. Play it, Mr. President. First Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing. And I think this is a perfect example of it. All right. So that's Biden saying that the pandemic is over. We're going to go back to that in just a second. But so he says the pandemic is over. Let me cover you, cover this one. It looks like Aaron's got it up there for me. Disclosed TV video. Cause I want to go over this first. Biden commits troops to defend Taiwan. Play it for me. What should Chinese President Xi know about your commitment to Taiwan. We agree with what we signed on to a long time ago, and that there's a one-China policy, and Taiwan makes their own judgments about their independence. We are not moving, we're not encouraging their being independent. We're not, let, that's their decision. 
but would U.S. forces defend the island? Yes, if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. After our interview, a White House official told us U.S. policy has not changed. Officially, the U.S. will not say whether American forces would defend Taiwan. But the commander-in-chief had a view of his own. So unlike Ukraine, to be clear, sir, U.S. forces, U.S. men and women, would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion? Yes. All kinds of problems, obviously, with this statement. First of all, you can see that we're dealing with a man who has lost significant amounts of cognitive ability. We've got that down. However, number, number one, number two, number three, whatever it may be, if you look at it this way, first of all, he says we need to keep our commitment. Our commitment is the one China policy. That's the commitment we are not obligated to defend Taiwan. I'm not saying whether we should or we shouldn't. I'm just telling you we're not obligated to defend Taiwan. Next thing. So he says, you know what? We are going to defend Taiwan. And then the White House comes out and corrects the president of the United States. The problem is the White House is the president of the United States, which shows you that there's actually deep state operatives. There's this deep state people. Let me, let me try to exp explain this to you in a way that is, is understandable because it's very difficult to, to understand this. But basically, there's an establishment swamp, what we would call the deep state, a administrative state, I believe is what Mark Levin calls it. It's an administrative state that believes, you know what, politicians come and go. We tell the politicians what to do. We are the administrative, the unelected administrative state. But while, and so they tell politicians what to do, politicians come and go, and they are the ones who dictate policy, almost like a Supreme Court, where if a president's policy does not coincide with their policy, the administrative state's policy trumps the president or any politi politician's policy. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Elective, elected representatives, Democrats, Republicans, independents, doesn't matter. They're the ones who stipulate policy not unelected bureaucrats called the administrative state or the deep state. So you have White House officials correcting the president of the United States. If the president of the United States wants to defend Taiwan, he has to go through Congress, obey the Constitution under the War Powers Act, and get approval to enter into a war with China, which we should not do. We don't have the ability. Our troops are devastated by the vaccine. We're devastated by a lack of recruitment. We're devastated by CRT. We're devastated by a lack of technology. We've had more ships bump into each other, smash into each other over the last couple of years because all we have in the, mil in the Navy, namely, it's not just Navy, of course, is woke military leadership. And right now the Marine Corps is actually pulled back. They're secretly really not, not enforcing Joe Biden's vaccine mandate. So good for them. That's what you have to do. Stand for the Constitution. If he's wrong, he can sue you. He can try to fire you. And then you sue him back. That's what you have to do. You don't just go with the flow because you're afraid of getting fired. So Joe Biden, and then so you have the, you have the White House administrative state correct the president of the United States and say, no, we're still in a one China policy, which means technically they are, we are not going to go to war for Taiwan. Or we, can, or we can, but you have to go the correct process, and that Taiwan will decide whether or not they want to be independent or not. That's the way, that's the way it is. All right, so back to this now. In the previous video that I showed you, Disclosed TV video, Biden says the pandemic is over. So he said the pandemic's over. Now, why is he saying that? What is today? September what, 20th? 
So today, so why, why would he say this on, what, two days ago, on September 18th? Why would he say, on 60 Minutes, why would he say that the pandemic's over? Well, because we have an election in 50 days. So he's going to say the pandemic's over, November 8th, all the way to November 8th, the pandemic will be over. What will happen on November 9th? The pandemic will be back on again because the totalitarians can never release even an ounce of the grip they have on you. So what's his real policy? He says, he says the pandemic's over. Now understand that we are still under a stated state of emergency voted in by Mitt Romney and all the, and, and all the other squishy Republicans, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Markowski, and all the other Republicans actually stood against it, but voted in that we are still under a COVID state of emergency. We still are right now. And Biden just issued another state of emergency because of white supremacist terrorism to extend another three days to, from now. Just so you know, these are the things that are really happening. Biden just instituted under the 2001 terrorist attacks in New York City under all that 9-11. Biden, under, under those powers given to, you can, it's, you can do an executive order no matter what. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But under that guise, under that rule, he just issued that we are still under an, another different emergency. So we're under COVID emergency and we're under a terrorist emergency, but emergencies act so that they can do the, re, the reason why they want to be under emergencies act is, is to do what? Whether it's for COVID or whether it's for terrorism is so they can break the law. That's what they want. They can break the Constitution. They can violate the Constitution. They can wiretap, strap masks on your face, force you to vaccinate, all those things. Lock you in, do all of that, all the things that totalitarians love to do. So he not only has the one for COVID, he just did another one. He just did another one for under basically, you know, to prevent terrorism. But this time it's domestic terrorism that extends through September 23rd. So we're under two states of emergencies. And neither emergency is any threat to America. One of them, he said, is over. But is it really over? Look at his policies. Kperb uh, tweet. As of, of 12 September 2022, 75.3% of countries allow open entry of unvaccinated foreign nationals and most of, most of those without a test. A minority continue to keep their doors welded shut, including the land of the free and the home of the brave, not counting the southern back door. So there you go. Yeah, put thank you, Heather. There you go. There it is. Now, the red are those you are not allowed to enter those countries that are red unless you are vaccinated. Now, leave this up. Now, why, why would you have to be vaccinated? So that you don't spread COVID and so that you don't infect others with COVID, right? Using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission or infection. The United States is completely locked down to all citizens around the globe, even its own, for certain periods of time unless you are vaccinated to stop transmission and infection using a vaccination that they now propagate doesn't stop transmission or infection that they use as an excuse constantly to get you revaccinated. We doesn't stop transmission or infection, but this booster will help it stop this. The booster will help you not to get hospitalized. That's what they say. It's all lies. Of course you want to be hospitalized, get boosted. You want to die from, you want to die from ADE. You want to die from pulmonary embolism or myopyrocarditis, get vaccinated. Or just drop dead with SADS. Number one cause of death, Alberta, Canada, unknown. So here's, look at, look at where we are into the Biden administration. Look at who we share this with. I, I hope I get these countries right. Aaron, correct me if you know better or Heather, anybody knows better. But of course, we've got all of us and all of Canada. Mexico's wide open, of course. Let's look at, let's look at the contradiction there, shall we? Mexico's wide open. So anybody can flow into Mexico. Everybody coming through the southern border, Joe Biden setting records 
By the end of this year, we'll have 5 million people that we know of that cross the border. And of course, using CBP statistics, it's one to five times that many. So it's up, upwards of 10 to 20 million people will cross under the Biden administration's first two years. That's a fact, by the way. So more than New York City will have gone, gone through the southern border by the end of next year. More that we know of. This doesn't count gotaways. And gotaways, by the way, everyone misses this. Gotaways are the ones that, leave this up for me. I know I'm going long here. Listen, gotaways are just people that they saw run away. Not people that they never saw. Understand that's why the CBP says, Customs and Border Patrol, that's why they say that when you see 2.5 million cross the border in 2021, all-time new record. We just crossed 2 million, according to Bill Malusian from Fox News, which is an all-time record, all-time record for August, all-time record for July, all-time record for June, for May, for April, all-time records every month by the Biden administration. But don't worry, Kamala Harris says that the border is closed. I'm, I'm amazed that they don't call it the Border is Closed Act, just like the Inflation Reduction Act. Everything they say they're doing, they're not actually doing. So look at, look at the contradiction. So anybody can flow through green Mexico into the United States, but you can't fly from green England into the United States. You can't fly from red Canada into the United States. Canada, who don't let anybody come in that's not vaccinated, so allegedly using their own arguments, they'd be safer, right? So you still can't fly in. But anybody, anybody, because you got the Guatemalans, you got the Venezuelans, got the Russians, Saudi Arabians, all crossing down through our southern border. If you look at Saudi Arabia, I look over there, deep green, so they can, they can go walk right across our border. So you have to ask, what is this about? It's about leveraging you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. It's all about control. It makes absolutely no sense. If it's illogical and nonsensical, that means it's nefarious. And that's what this is. This is, He said the pandemic's over, but he's still using it to control the world and to control this country. It's as simple as that. Let's go to the next one. We got the Rodney Howard Brown. Yeah, let's look at this now. We're going to talk about worldwide cabal. What is the worldwide cabal? He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is being poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast in his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. That's what it's all about. That's what it is. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Those are, now, what are the verses? That, that's Revelation 13, 16, 17, and 18. Revelation 14, 9 through 12. That's what I just read to you. And there's more. You can keep going. That's what this is all about. Eventually, are we there? No, we have to go. Then you go into 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting in verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now you know what is restraining. Now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. 
Only he who now, for the mystery of lawlessness, is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. I skip verse 6. So you need, that's what this is all about. You're like, we're not there. In order for us not to get there, and I mean in a hurry, you are going to have to be the restraining. Christian brothers and sisters, you're going to have to be the restraining. You can't be afraid to speak out against transgenders, transgenderism and homosexuality, humanism, transhumanism. You're, you cannot be afraid to speak out against any sin. Lies, l- listen, lies. Lies are huge to the Lord. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, six things the Lord hates, seven are abomination to him. Three out of the seven are lies. Revelation chapter 21, verse eight, the only, the only sin that has the word all in front of it is liars. All liars shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Masks are lies. You need to address that. Lockdowns are lies. You need to address that. The vaccine is a lie. You need to address that from the pulpit. You have to be the restraining or you are, or you are, or you're an usher. You can't restrain and comply at the same time. You're going to have to stand. There is a worldwide antichrist cabal that has begun in these beginnings of sorrows. You're going to have to be the restraining. If you want to see your grandkids, if you don't want to see copious amounts of believers receive a mark on their right hand or on the forehead. Yes, I said believers because the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Matthew 24, 10 through 13. At that time, many will turn away from the faith. Sorry, Calvinists, you've always been wrong. You always will be wrong, and you'll find out you're wrong in the day of judgment. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness. The love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Matthew 24, 10 through 13. You have to be the restraining. You can't comply and restrain at the same time. You have to stand. You want to see, you want to see grandkids. You want to prosper. Maybe you want to get married wherever you're at in life. You must restrain because it's coming to a point. Well, they'll never tell me not to get married. But, oh yeah, they will. They're, 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 everything they do is to lower the earth's population. That's what transgenderism is all about. Lop off people's sex organs and they can't procreate. The vaccines lower testosterone counts, lower sperm counts, so people can't procreate. Vaccines are killing people. COVID killed a smaller number than the vaccine has and will. But it's all about killing people. 41.2 million abortions a year, all about lowering the earth's population. All right, so look at this. This is what I call the currency end of the cabal. Play it for me. They don't want you to enter then. 
if everything's controlled by a digital bank, by a central bank, if everything is controlled by digital currencies and by computers, no gold, no cash, then they can be shut off at any time, correct? Has that not happened? If you sent 10 bucks to the Freedom Convoy in Canada, Justin Trudeau shut down your bank account under the Emergencies Act. They do everything under the guise of keeping you safe. And it's got nothing to do with keeping you safe. It has to do with keeping you in chains. That's all that this, this all that it's been about. So people look at that and they look at that video and think of it as being somewhat innocuous unless you're actually familiar with the book of Revelation because that will easily be transformed into a mark on your right hand or on your forehead. That's what this is all about. And, and the, the point of all of that is that they can control you then. You say the wrong thing, they'll just cut your, your banking resources. Don't believe me? Pelham video. Central bank digital currency will be programmable. Play it for me. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, uh, to what now, what Jabba the Hutt is talking about there in that video is that he will, they will, they have the technology, quote, the technology to enforce what? To enforce how you spend your money. If they don't like it, that you, you know what? You see, and it won't be like afterwards. You're swiping your card at a Winchester shop to buy yourself an AR-15. Nope. They have the technology to enforce it. You're sending money in through digital technology to Ron DeSantis for president or Donald Trump for president? Nope, they'll shut it off because you're a threat to you're a threat to our democracy. You're an insurrectionist. It's happening all the time. Here's a video that illustrates this for me out of GB GB News. This is the new battlefront. Play it for me. Now, oh, hi Toby. Hi Mark. Uh, great to have you on the show for what is a GB News exclusive. What has happened, Toby? Well, um, I assumed, Mark, that when I was cancelled in 2018 um, and lost five jobs in very quick succession, one of the silver linings was that I couldn't be cancelled again. You know, um, there was no more dirt left to dig up on me. The offence archaeologists had trawled through everything I'd said or written dating back to 1987. And, you know, they, the, the well was dry. I thought from now on, I'm bulletproof. But not so. That turned out to be naive. Um, uh, last week, um, I got a, an email from PayPal telling me that my personal PayPal account was being shut down because I had supposedly violated the company's acceptable use policy. And I thought, well, that's annoying because there's 600 pounds in my account. I now won't be able to get it out. Um, I won't be able to use it to make payments to my kids and so forth. But it's not the end of the world. And then a few minutes later, I got another email uh, also from PayPal saying that they had shut down the account attached to the Daily Skeptic. So any of the people making regular donations to the Daily Skeptic using PayPal as their processor would no longer be able to donate. That's about a quarter of our donors. And then I got another email a few minutes later saying that PayPal had shut down the Free Speech Unions account and about a third of our members. We have 9,500 members. About a third of our members are paying their recurring membership dues using PayPal to process those payments. Have been for two and a half years. You know, we've been paying PayPal a commission of 1.5% to do that, to perform that service for us. 
No warning, just out of the blue, the same message. You violated our acceptable use policy. I mean, okay, that's sort of credible in the case of one account, perhaps, but for three accounts to be found guilty of exactly the same crime within minutes of each other, it feels like something much more sinister is going on. And that uh, and PayPal have some form in this area, Mark. They have shut down other accounts. There's a, a gender-critical evolutionary biologist called Colin Wright. He was uh, deplatformed. All right, so there you go. That's Toby Young. He's a major, if you don't know who that is, Blue Check Mark account on Twitter. He's a major conservative contributor from the UK who PayPal just decided, you know, because, quote, you violated our acceptable, our acceptable use policy. Sounds just like Justin Trudeau, who said that we're going to shut down your bank accounts if you have unacceptable views. So they all use all the demons, use the exact same verbiage, acceptable use policies. He calls them up and says, you know what? Can you tell me what it is that I did to violate your acceptable use policy? And they say, no, we're not going to tell you. Another conservative institution that PayPal did the same thing called up and said, can you tell us how we how we violated your acceptable use policy? And they said, no, we're not going to tell you anything. You're going to have to subpoena us to give you that information. That's who PayPal is, just so you know. That's where DuckDuckGo is gone. That's how the all of the this is the whole point. Is to, is to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point where they can shut off your ability to buy, sell, trade, or travel with some, you know, liberal or just some, it just could be some person, you know, somebody in China, like, you know, you call now for for tech support or for your, your you know, you have a credit card mishap or whatever, you're talking to some foreigner who can barely eke out the English language. Somebody can just shut it off. I was talking to a tech expert yesterday, and most of this is actually not done by human beings anymore. When I get banned off of social media, which sadly I get banned regularly, I don't know why, because I'm so sweet, but yet they ban me all the time. It's usually just an algorithm. It's not really a person anymore. It's just certain words, and they're probably doing the same thing with PayPal. PayPal needs to be taken out of business. They need to be run out of business. All of us need to find alternatives. We have to go to an alternative economy. A parallel economy is what Dan Bongino calls it. Rumble, Getter, Gab, Truth Social, all these different. And when it, there needs to be a, a, a parallel economy, PayPal, a parallel economy, Walmart, because Walmart's turning on us. Not even slowly, but surely. Walmart is turning on us quickly and surely we need to have parallel economies it's beginning to start we need to just you know what we need to stop worrying about whether this is fda approved or not we need to go to these these wholesale farms that produce really pure products we need to have a parallel economy if the fda comes after us we need to throw the constitution at them and tell them who is it that told you that i can't drink whole milk who told who is it that gave you the authority that I'm not allowed to drink unpasteurized milk or whatever it may be. I don't care what it is, but there needs to be a parallel economy because they will leverage you into a one world commerce system. What if PayPal was the only way to buy, sell, trade or travel? Oh, that can't be. I just break out cash. No, it's gone. Cash is gone. Cash is already gone in the Ukraine. It's already gone in other countries too. What if, it, if it's already gone, you don't have any alternative and you have somebody sitting at a switch to shut off your bank accounts. Oh, this is all, you know, right-wing conspiracy there. Really? Do you ever think they're going to force you to put masks on, lock down your businesses? 
tell you to stand six feet apart? All these stupid idiots going through the, through, uh, the grocery store with the arrow pointing in the right direction. You might as well play, be playing Pink Floyd the wall the entire time when these people just mer- you know, walk around these stores like, like sheep. You ever think that was going to happen? Well, yeah, but none of it's federally mandated. Really? There's no federal vaccine mandate? Um, everybody in the military is being forced to take an illegal vaccination, a non-FDA approved vaccination? It's violating their constitutional rights. In the, if you want to work for the federal government or even be contracted by the federal government, you have to take a vaccination to stop transmission and infection of COVID-19 using a vaccination that doesn't stop transmission or infection of COVID-19. You don't think this, this can happen? It is happening. It's happening right before your very eyes. And there must be a parallel. We need to have parallel banking. Look for the parallel banks. They are starting to come about. Look for them. Maybe go local banking instead of these huge conglomerates. We have got, listen, you cannot be the restraining and go with the flow at the same time. It's impossible. You can't be compliant and restraining at the same time. Uh, let's go to the next one. Peter Sweden tweet. Here's an example. Company insolvencies have increased by 42% in England in a year. In a year. Why? Because of climate change. That doesn't exist. Nobody can afford to pay the rent. Do you know what it is? Nobody even knows the coming economic wave. If you're, if you're a Christian and you buy into faith, it'll have no effect on you. You only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked, Psalm 91. However, for the world, there's an economic collapse that's coming that's going to baffle many people. You know how many people in the United States, how many Hispanic-controlled businesses, owned businesses, could not afford their rent last month, 60%. And I can't remember which northern state it was. I believe it was Wisconsin, where it was 50% of all their businesses. And there's a huge percentage. I can't remember the stat. I'll get this for you. It's all of Steve Bannon. He has, he has some really good uh, uh, economists that come on the show. I'm trying to remember. Steve, I can't remember his last name. But anyway, Steve Cortez. Steve Cortez, excellent. Goes on, goes on Bannon's show. There's a huge number of Americans that could not afford their most basic. I cannot remember the, the stat. It's high. It's high. It's double digits that could not afford their, could not afford their utility payments last month. The most basic of human needs, heat, air conditioning, power, water, couldn't afford them last month. Huge. Why? Because of climate change, climate change hoax policies that have been hoisted onto their backs. And that's what's happening in England. There is no climate change problem at all. And you know, you still hear, it's just like we can open safely when they're talking about COVID. Open safely from what? Safely from what? You know, we can, we can do, you know, we can, we can drill in an uh, environmentally friendly way. Why do you even care? And I'm not talking about wanton pollution. The idiots you just throw trash. I hate people that throw trash out the windows of that. I'm not talking about just idiot pollution. I'm just, why are you even speaking their language? You drill for oil, you drill for oil. You're as careful as you can be, but don't speak their language just because you don't want a giant mess. But you look at this, 42% in a year? If, if it increased 3%, that should kick every politician and normally would, but now everybody's thinking, well, you know, we have to, we have to moderate for climate change. You're going to moderate yourself right out of being able to afford your bills and right out of your own house and right out of your own job. It's just like you notice right now. I love it. I love this part of it. 
is that Hollywood white actress, actors and actresses, I refuse to call them all actors, I'm not going to do that, actresses and actors, have now woke themselves out of their own jobs. I love it. I hope they all go bankrupt, espousing the very woke ideologies that they've espoused. I love it. This means, I'm back, back to the tweet, this means they cannot pay their debts. Small businesses in Europe are struggling because of what? The energy crisis. There is no energy crisis. Well, yeah, because, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that oil is from Russia. Well, yeah, well, I won't deep dive too much into that. All of these people don't even need to use Russia. Everybody aware of that? You know that England has plenty of gas for the next 100 years? Right off their own coast. They don't drill there because they don't want to get this. They don't want to drill there because they don't want to violate their environmental policies, but yet they'll pipe it in from Russia. Or they'll bring it in on a, on a diesel guzzling freighter or train or truck, but they won't go offshore, build some drills and then pipe it directly into distribution centers. Just like the Keystone XL pipeline. Instead of actually having a pipeline running from Canada to distribution centers, we're trucking it in, training it in, and shipping it in. All putting a whole lot more CO2 in the atmosphere, which I don't care about. I'm just telling you. And that makes absolutely no sense. So if it's illogical and nonsensical, that means it's nefarious. They have plenty. England could drill for their own. They have enough, they have enough petrol off their coast for life. For life. We have three Saudi Arabias inside of America. Alaska, Pennsylvania, and South and North Dakota. We have three right here. And that's not even counting Texas. And numerous, that's just Saudi Arabia's. Not Iran's and Iraq's, we have those too. There's no, why is there a crisis? Because they want there to be. Well, no, it's a, it's a Ukraine-Russian conflict. Let's, let's delve into that. Really? Oh, let's see, we got World Economic Forum member, Vladimir Putin, invades World Economic Forum member, Voldemar Zelensky, and somehow, miraculously, there are, there are no coincidences, somehow, miraculously, that ushers forward the WEF agenda. Strange, isn't it? And you're like, well, you know, WEF, I know none of you watching this thinks this, but there's people in the world that thinks that think this. Well, there's just, just trying to, to lower the CO2 emissions and save the planet. That's the motive of the World Economic Forum. Though the World Economic Forum wants to economically control you and lower the earth's population and make the earth their own personal little bourgeois playground. That's what they want. That's the facts. You'll own nothing and be happy. But lo and behold, you have World Economic Forum member Vladimir Putin invade World Economic Forum member Voldemar Zelensky. Russia is selling a lot of their oil and has become tight allies with, close allies with China. But now China is partnering with Voldemar Zelensky under the Belt and Road Initiative and sending money to Voldemar Zelensky. So the remember the old the old adage, the friends, the enemies of my the enemies of my enemies are my friends. Well, that doesn't apply when you're all when they're none of them are truly enemies. Why why is it that Voldemar Zelensky's never there's never a threat to his life? Never a threat to Kiev. I showed video the other night of them all dancing in the middle of Kiev, in the middle of a war zone. And they and and Chuck Schumer just pledged another 12 billion dollars to Ukraine. And 1% of that will reach the front lines, 1% of it. And that's what CBS News says. So it's probably none. And they keep finding these weapons on the, on the black market because they're not, it's the strangest war. It's not a real war. It's a war, are people dying? Of course people dying. They don't care. It lowers the earth's population. That's what they want done. I could spend all night on Ukraine, Russia, but I won't do that. Shifting back to Biden, reporter 
People are shocked by their grocery bills. Play for me. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just uh, 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 just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not. You're, maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2 percent. It's been, the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that, but guess what? We are. We're in a position where, for the last several months, it hasn't spiked. It has just barely. It's been basically even. What is that? What causes inflation? It's got nothing to do with taxing the rich. It has nothing to do with tax rates. It has to do with flooding the zone with money, printing money. And nobody has printed more money than Joe Biden. And listen, Trump holds some responsibility too. But Trump didn't do the things that Joe Biden has. Joe Biden has brought in stagflation, where you have uh, lowering, lo- lowering, lowering uh, salaries, lower pay, Mixed with inflation, stagflation, lowering. Listen, they all they talk about jobs. They're not adding any jobs. Jobs are, have come back because of COVID, and that's about to do a serious retraction. So Joe Biden has ushered this in. Even after Donald Trump spent, it's a shame now. And listen, I'm against, I'm against him on this. I love Trump. I'm just telling you. He spent $6 trillion on COVID or allotted $6 trillion. It may not have all been spent while he was still president, but a lot of $6 trillion for COVID on top of that's not, that's not you know, our usual, you know, our, our usual budgets, 4 trillion, because that's what it should be. Cause that's what we bring in in taxes, 5 trillion this year in taxes, because Joe Biden has raised taxes on everybody from $50,000 up and even some plus, but, but Trump was printing money left and right too. And when you print money, you make, you make, you have more cash, Chasing fewer goods, that's inflation. It's as simple as that. Life really is simple. They make it complex so that people will just believe what they say, but it really is simple. When Even with that, Trump's economic policies, because he was always pro-growth, pro-America you know, first, you know, get, getting us in better situated economically with tariffs with China, tariffs with Mexico, all that's gone now. Cutting funding to abortion, uh, you know, $600 million to Planned Parenthood. Stopping the Mexico City policy, sending billions across the globe to kill babies. He stopped all that. So there's lots of, you know, economically strong things that Trump did. Everything, everything Trump did economically was brilliant outside of deficit spending. But when you, when you aren't doing all the brilliant things along with deficit spending, you end up with Joey B. And when, even when Trump was flooding the zone with, with cash, wrongfully so, because he was listening to Burks and Fauci calling something that's 99.9% survival, 99.9% non-survivable. Everyone was, was, was playing that game. Everyone was playing house. Even, even when he was doing that, which was galactically stupid and ended up costing him the election, and I hope he wins in 2024. I'm certainly voting for him. Even, even in the midst of that, he was so solid in all other areas that when he left office, our inflation rate was 1.9%. So you got Joe Biden saying, it, it's gone up an inch. What does that even mean? It means nothing. He just, he's so, he has such a cognitive deficit now, he doesn't even know what to say. 
Uh, it would be called Joe Biden a tenth of a percent. It went up a tenth of a percent. While he was on the White House lawn celebrating his in- Inflation Reduction Act, it went up a percentage. It went up a tenth of a percent in the middle of the party. The Dow Jones dropped 1,200 points and his and inflation went up a tenth of a percent. A tenth of a percent's a lot. When it's already at 8.2 and during your party, it shifts to 8.3. And by the way, it's still 8.3. It hasn't gone back down. It's not going back down. It can't. When they talk about lowering gas prices, just so everybody knows, the only reason why the gas prices are lowest is because our strategic oil reserve is at its lowest point in decades. Trump had built it way back up and Biden has taken it way back down, really causing its, its, false, its false production, almost like inflation. He just flooded the zone with oil, which forces oil companies to lower their prices temporarily, but nobody's actually producing oil. So, but he just keeps, he keeps pulling it out of the strategic oil reserve, selling it to China, selling it to the European Union. So it floods the zone with oil and it causes your, your gas prices from going from 550 to 450, 425. But there's no production. There's no future in it. It's all going to come crashing down. But yet here's Joe Biden. You know, everybody's stunned by their food prices and he just laughs it off. He's just smiling. Because here's the thing. This is the plan. You can't have America be great and have the World Economic Forum run the world. You can't. Otherwise, if America is there, America will run the world. But as long as America is strong, the World Economic Forum cannot run the world. Joe Biden is a World Economic Forum member. He is a member. He He went there as vice president and spoke. He is a member of the World Economic Forum. And what they want is everybody to be weak, controlled out of Davos, which is why they're flooding the zone with illegal immigrants that are easily governed from a globalist institution. That's what that's all about. They want everybody to be weak so that they can rule from Davos. The bourgeois globalist leftists will rule out of Davos and all the bourgeois globalist leftists, the Obamas, the Oprahs, the allegedly the Bidens, the Newsoms, they think that they all think that they're going to be part of that bourgeois elitist left that'll be flying off to Davos in their private jets while they preach to you to lower your CO2 emissions. They think they're going to be part of that ruling class, diminish everybody down to haves and have nots. I've been preaching this for two and a half years. All right, Assad, Assad Hana video, I mean a tweet. You wondering how the U.S. economy is doing? Inflation, January 2021, 1.4%. September 2022, 8.3%. Mortgage rates, January 2021, 2.65%. I just, I just signed another mortgage myself. September 2022, 6.28%. There's the American economy. And just for all those Christians out there who said back in March of 2020, oh, what? I don't see the harm in putting on a mask so other people are comfortable. Well, this is what ushered it in. Don't, don't be all anti-Biden. Don't, you're the one who elected Biden, whether you voted for him or not, because you delegitimized a regular election. Oh, we can't go in there. We can't, we can't vote in person because you have this existential threat to our lives, a 99.9% survival virus. So we're all going to have to mail in our ballots. And we're going to have to go to Zucker boxes and drop them off. You're the ones who got them in. That's the reason why Biden's elected. You got Zucker boxes all over the place with untraceable, non-signature, uh, uh, verified ballots appearing in the middle of the night. Miss Ruby there in Atlanta putting the same bundle. We see it on video. It's amazing. 
You sit there on video and you watch a illegitimate election on video. On video. Puts the same stack of ballots in over and over and over again. FBI does nothing because they're nothing but the ground, brown shirt Gestapo for the Democratic Party. They do nothing. They're just hunting down uh, uh, MAGA moms who uh, trespassed in the Capitol on 1-6. And even, they don't even have to be there on 1-6. They can just march to your door right now. You know, hello. Yeah, well, we have a warrant here for your phone. Well, why is that? Well, a confidential source told us, a confidential informant told us that you had interest in 1-6. That's what's happening now. That's what happens when you lie, Christians. Well, I wasn't lying when I put a mask on. You absolutely are bold-faced freaking lying. Mask does nothing. You know it does nothing, but yet you wear it anyway. Why are you wearing it? Lockdowns do nothing. You know they do nothing, but yet you do it anyway, so you're a liar. The vaccine does nothing. You know it does nothing, but you pimp and whore it inside your church anyway, pastor. You're a liar. So don't be all anti-Trump now and you lock down. Unless you've come out and said I was wrong, then I'm with you. Why is it that only why is it that only the world's coming out and say, well, they're not, I'm not gonna say their world, the world because they both claim Christianity? Whether it's Chip Roy, Congressman out of Texas, and Dan Bongino, two, they're the only two predominant figures that I've seen come out and say, I was wrong. Dan Bongino says the worst mistake he's ever made in his life was taking the vaccination. He was scared into taking it because he was just recovering from cancer. So he's scared, he was scared into taking it. And Chip Roy came out and said, I blew it. I never should have bought into this garbage for even the two weeks that I did. I love watching my numbers fall when I start to rail on Christians. It's all because there's a bunch of unrepentant people. I don't care. Listen, you need to understand something. Tom, Tom you, you lose your whole, you know, your, your church. You could lose your, your social media stuff. I don't care. I'm married to the truth, period. That means I don't pastor a church. I don't pastor church. means I don't do the TLP anymore. I don't do the TLP anymore. I have plenty of money. I'll just move and live on a mountain. All I need is my wife, my kids, my dog, my cat, and a car. I'm good. And a whole lot of bullets. Other than that, I'm good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak the truth. Christians don't like the air. I see them this stuff jumping off. Because you're like, you know, I love all the, the pro-Trump stuff, but I don't want to admit that I was wrong. You're a coward. You're a coward. You're a coward. The only reason why Joe Biden is in office right now is because, of, because the American church caved. They treated a 99.9% survival virus willfully as a 99.9% unsurvivable virus. Knowing that it wasn't that way. They did it anyway because they didn't want the social consequences of the truth. Where the heck am I, Heather? We RNC research video? Here's CBS News. CBS actually admits the Democrats' Biden inflation scam does nothing. Play it for me. Government figures show groceries climbing more than 13% on average, electricity spiking nearly 16%, and rent up nearly 7% over the last year. Those high prices, plus the likelihood the Federal Reserve will raise interest rates again, sent the markets tumbling. Just as the president and Democrats were celebrating passage of their Inflation Reduction Act. A single most important legislation passed in the Congress to combat inflation and one of the most significant laws in our nation's history, in my view. The new law provides funding to fight climate change, ease health care costs, and hike taxes on big corporations. But it does nothing to address short-term price hikes. 
It does nothing to to address price hikes at all. Of course, you have CBS, which is Goebbels Media for the Democratic Party, say it does nothing to to uh, affect short term price hikes. It does nothing to affect price hikes at all. It's a massive omnibus spending bill that simply spends billion hundreds of billions of dollars on AOC's Green New Deal. That's all that it is. Lance Gooden tweet under President Trump. The Dow hit 126 new all-time new 126 new all-time highs. Under Joe Biden, the stock market lost 1.6 trillion in one day. That's September 14th, basically a week ago. In one day, and do you know that we've had the single largest drop? You can bring it back to me in individual wealth in American history. Do you know that all of us together are now worth six trillion dollars less than we were last year? That's the facts. That's the Biden administration. That's why you don't put masks on. That's why you don't lock your churches down. That's why you don't go become a vaccine pimp or whore. Because all you're doing is cooperating with liars that want to destroy your life. It really is that simple. It really is. Rona McDaniel tweet. Grocery prices should surge 13.5%, the largest spike since 1979. Electricity skyrocketed 15.8%, the largest spike since 1981. Health insurance rose 24.3%, the largest spike on record. What exactly is Joe Biden celebrating today? Again, that's back on the 13th, where Joe Biden had his uh, inflation reduction, his inflation reduction act celebration on the White House lawn. Now, here's the one thing, one of the things that I wanted to address tonight. Though I'm spending a lot of time on Biden tonight. Biden says that you and I are the violent ones. The left says that you and I are the violent ones. I know there's about 500 people watching on all of our platforms right now. Two on Facebook, one on Rumble. Are we back on YouTube? We're on Aaron's, my, my producer Aaron's YouTube page. And a blackrobetv.com. Black I'm sorry the black robe has been stinking it up lately. We'll get it fixed. However, it's about 500 people on right now. None of us are violent people, but that's what they're saying. The violence simply comes from Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Democratic Party, Democratic activists, transgender activists, homosexual activists. They're the violent ones. They're the perverted ones. We all know that. But they're going to try to project onto you that which they are. This is a YouTube video. This is Joe Biden going back to Red Biden, the red speech, about a minute's worth just to establish the principle. Play it for me. That's why... Respected conservatives like Federal Circuit Court Judge Michael Ludwig has called Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans, quote, a clear and present danger to our democracy. But while the threat to American democracy is real, I want to say as clearly as we can, we are not powerless in the face of these threats. We are not bystanders in this ongoing attack on democracy. There are far more Americans, far more Americans, from every every background of belief, who reject the extreme MAGA ideology than those that accept it. And folks, it's within our power, it's in our hands, yours and mine, to stop the assault on American democracy. So the assault on on democracy, uh, the MAGA Republicans are a threat to this democracy. Who is it that has the incitement-based rhetoric? Who has the violent-based rhetoric? And here's the thing. Biden declares, it's an article that I've gotten here. Biden declares 
National Emergency After Creation of New DOG Task Force. This is from Becker News. Now, so he just created, that's what I was telling you earlier. He has just created a new Department of Justice Task Force to combat domestic terrorism. That means domestic, homegrown terrorism. Namely, white supremacist terrorism. Where is it? The Biden administration has quietly perpetuated the state of national emergency, quietly, that was initiated after 9-11, which was carried out by Islamic terrorists 21 years ago this month. They, they, the administration has quietly perpetuated the National Emergencies Act that was put into place after 9-11 21 years ago. On Tuesday, the White House declared the alleged ongoing state of emergency. So they perpetuated it through September 23rd. I know that's only two days from now, but they'll do it again right after that. On Tuesday, that's today, the White House declared the alleged ongoing state of emergency, national emergency by referring to the 2001 terror attacks. They referred back to 9-11, saying that people like you and I are a threat to democracy. After their operatives, their militants in 2020 did billions of dollars worth of damage and murdered 30 people. And they want to talk about 1-6 where the only murdered person was Ashley Babbitt by, by Lieutenant Robert Byrd of the Capitol Police Department. Shot her unarmed. And that Biden, will still, Biden will give a speech tomorrow to say five people died. Bold-faced lies, pure gaslit, but most people on the left, of course, believe everything the man says. Because that's all they do is consume gaslit propaganda. The actions of persons who come, this is, this is the statute. The actions of persons who commit, this is the 9-11 national emergency statute. The actions of persons that qualify you as a terrorist. The actions of persons who commit, threaten to commit, or support terrorism continue to pose an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national. This is the, this is the, this is the burbage of the Biden administration talking about you and I who are make America first MAGA Republicans. They're saying that our actions, who commit, are the actions of persons who commit, threaten to commit, or support terrorism continue to pose an unusual and extraordinary threat. Where? Where? Even if, even if you said that 1-6 was an act of terrorism, this, that, how, I mean, we're coming up on two years from that. Where are all these acts that, that pose an extraordinary threat? to the national security, foreign policy, and economic economy of the United States. The only threat to the economy of the United States is the Biden administration. For this reason, the National Emergency declared in Executive Order 13224 on September 23, 2001, as amended, and the measures adopted to, to deal with that emergency must continue in effect beyond September 23, 2022. Where? What threat? What events? Show me any. Please send them to me if I'm living in ignorance. Send me all the white supremacist or just domestic terrorism videos that are out there because I must be living in just abject ignorance because there isn't any. But yet the Biden administration just perpetuated, just extended, just extended the national emergency that was that was started 21 years ago after 9/11. Current and former FBI agents, again this is from Becker News, told the Washington Times that the perceived white supremacist threat is overblown by the administration. The, the whistleblowers that have come forward, there's been 12 that have come forward to the FBI, from the FBI. The report stated, they, they said top bureau officials are presuming, are pressuring FBI agents to create domestic terrorist cases and tag people as white supremacists to meet internal metrics. 
So there are quotas, wink and nod quotas are actual quotas, inside the FBI that's te- that are telling special agents, those are, that's the law enforcement wing of the FBI, the special agents, to go out and find white supremacist terrorist suspects that don't really exist because they have to meet internal metrics. Because the Biden administration and Christopher Wray say the number one threat to America is white supremacist terrorists. So the FBI said, well, we better, we better go ahead and make sure that we're meeting that narrative with our numbers. The demand for white supremacy in the FBI, the, the demand for white supremacy in the FBI vastly outstrips the supply of white supremacy, said one whistleblower agency. Everyone hear that? The demand for white supremacy inside the FBI vastly outstrips the supply of white supremacy, says the whistleblower agent who spoke with the Washington Times on the condition of anonymity. We have more people assigned to investigate white supremacists than we can actually find. There's more white supremacist investigators than white supremacists. I haven't even seen a violent white supremacist act in years. I don't... The last one I remember is McVeigh. The FBI agent, oh, they'll, they'll talk about, I guess, uh, Charles, you know, what was it? Charleston, was that right? Charleston, I can't remember. Yeah. The FBI agent, that was one, one person died. The FBI said the Bureau's leaders have already determined that white supremacy is a problem, even though it's not. They just determined it out of thin air and have set a policy to prioritize finding incidents of racial violence to fit in the mold of domestic terrorism. We are sort of the lapdogs as the actual, this is the whistleblower FBI agent speaking, as the actual agents doing these sorts of investigations, trying to find a crime to fit otherwise First Amendment protected activities. So they just, a person comes up and speaks at a school board meeting that they don't want their seven-year-old boy taught that he is oppressing black people. White supremacist terrorist! Get that, we got to have that stat. So you know what? Even though that's First Amendment protected speech, we're going to launch an investigation into nothing so that we have the stats to meet the Joe Biden, Christopher Ray narrative. If they have a Gadsden flag, says the FBI whistleblower, and they own guns, and they are mean at school board meetings, that's probably a domestic terrorist. That's, that's what is being perpetuated inside of the Goebbels Gestapo for the Democratic Party, the FBI. Max Blumenthal video, President Joe Biden, this is a nation that rejects violence. Play it for me. And this is a nation that rejects violence as a political tool. We do not encourage violence. Then, when I was in your position, I was suggesting we bomb Belgrade. I was suggesting that we send American pilots in and blow up all the bridges on the Drina. I was suggesting we take out his oil supplies. I was suggesting very specific action. He's one of the most violent people there are out there. He's a, he's a liberal war dog. He's perpetuating a war in Ukraine right now that's unwinnable. Don't believe all the propaganda that's putting put, being put out by Eric, Eric Swalwell and Adam Kinzinger that the Ukraine army is taking swaths of land there or not. The Russian army's annexing land all over the place. And Volodymyr Zelensky is issuing out propaganda to try to assuage what's actually happening. Just understand that. It's one of the most violent people in the world is Joe Biden. Never with, never with his own blood. Man has never worked a real job in his entire life, but yet he'll send copious amounts of billions for other people to die 
and your sons and daughters to die for absolutely nothing. And so would the Bushes, by the way. Cernovich tweet, man intentionally kills teenager. Now, who is it that's killing people? Who are the violent ones? Where, where is the white supremacist group that comes anywhere near Black Lives Matter or Antifa? Where? Where, where, where are all these? Where, let's even take it off of white supremacists. Where is the right committing any acts of violence? Where is the right committing any threats? Man intentionally kills teenager with his car just because he's a Republican. Life News, Life.News article. A North Dakota man, leave this pickup, Heather, for me while I'm reading it. A North Dakota man has been arrested and charged with vehicular homicide after intentionally killing a teenager with his vehicle just because the teen is a Republican. Could that be a result of Joe Biden's speech? We know that we, when we had the shooting, again, not the right doing it, the left, when we had the shooting of Steve Scalise and numerous other Republicans as they practiced for their congressional baseball game, and you had the Bernie Sanders acolyte go out there with an AR-15 and start laying hate downrange and shooting Republicans. Again, I don't, I don't remember a right-winger doing that. Don't remember a right-winger who was armed on 1-6. They weren't, none of them. Zero, with zero gun reports. Yeah, that, so Now, why did that guy go and shoot up the Republican baseball practice? Because Bernie Sanders said, this is what the shooter said. The reason why he did it was because Bernie Sanders said that the Republicans' health care plan will kill people. So he went out to go kill the killers. And now you've got Joe Biden going out there and saying, here's the greatest existential threat to, to America, to American democracy is the MAGA Republican. How are we a threat to American democracy? Because we protest the elections just like the Democrats do every single time Republican wins? Because we want forensic audits just like the Democrats want every time a Republican wins? But you have an FBI that will back up that hierarchical hypocrisy. See, we can, we can say, oh, you know what? They're a threat to democracy. FBI does not. Whenever, whenever a Democrat protests or investigates an election, we can go, oh, that's a threat to our democracy. Insurrection, insurrection. And the FBI will do nothing. If we do it, the Democrats say, insurrection, insurrection. And next thing you know, the FBI at your door. That's where we are right now. That's where we are. Leave that up for me, Heather, because I'm, I'm going to keep reading off it. So side by side it whenever you can get it back on there. They give up on me after a while. I don't blame them. On Sunday morning, 41-year-old Shannon Brandt, right there, that's the man, ran over uh, Kaylor Ellingson with his car following a political dispute in their small North Dakota town. Brandt admitted, Brandt admitted that he killed Ellingson because of his conservative views. Now let's go, and I, everybody right now, do a search and then send me the articles of the last time you saw a Republican kill a Democrat for his political views. We know Antifa does that. We know Black Lives Matter does that. But yet the greatest existential threat because it's hierarchical hypocrisy are the people who are not committing the acts that they're alleged to commit. Court papers show Brandt called 9-11, around 2.30 a.m. Sunday and told the 911 dispatcher that he just hit Ellingson, claiming the team was part of a Republican extremist group and was calling people to come get Brandt after a political argument. So this guy just runs over this teenager for, for, for political reasons. Could it be because of Joe Biden's red speech? 
his blood red speech where he said that we're th- that we are threats to people's democracy who are the people that are inciting violence where where's the speech from trump inciting violence they all say he incited one six he said go peacefully protest peacefully and patriotically protest there is no video outside of fbi operatives john l sullivan from antifa instigating violence ray epps obviously an fbi informant instigating violence they're the only ones so of course they're projecting onto us that which they do they're doing that which they accuse you of doing turning point usa video breaking state police called at tp now here it is now, this is Tommy Lahren trying to give a speech at the University of New Mexico Student Union, and here's the Democratic Party response. Play it for me. So you have Democrats outside the room going, shut it down, shut it down, and being violent, trying to push their way through, shut it down, and then they call you Nazis. I mean, who is it that wants to suppress speech? Who wants mass censorship? Who butchers millions of people? The left does, and then they call you Nazis. And my producer Aaron just brought this up. When you had the Charleston killing, where you had the white supremacists run over a, I believe it was a black woman, And this was in the midst of while they were all going back and forth in violence towards each other. He had one role and he listened, guilty of murder. He intentionally hit the woman. He's guilty of murder. Simple as that. No problem. I have no problem at all. You know, the, the eyes, the eyes of the eyes of justice are blind. The weights are balanced. So guilty of it. But look at all the attention that got. And where's the attention to my story? I mean, where, where's the, I'm getting his name here. Where's the, where's the attention to the story? Oh, there it is, right here. Here's the, where's, the, where's, this, where's all the attention for, I'm trying to get his name here, uh, Kyler Ellingson. His name should be all over the news, right? Because you just had a liberal Democrat run, intentionally run down. This wasn't even in the midst of a, of a giant political dispute. This just runs the boy down, 41-year-old, runs down a teenage boy because he's a Republican. He even said it. I ran him down. I ran him over because he's a Republican. Where's, where's all the news? Where, where's the FBI? I, I, I mean, he had, what, 12, 15 agents show up at Bubba Wallace's uh, garage pool? Where's, where's the FBI for this hate crime? Should be federally charged, right? Nothing. Because he's the wrong party. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Daje uh, uh, video. Finally, a huge crowd for Joe Biden as he pulls into London. Play it for me. Yeah, we mixed up our events there. Charlottesville was where the killing was. And well, there's another killing in Charleston, too. That was a church shooting where the woman got run over with Charlottesville. So anyway. Here, let me just do some vaccine stuff here before we get out of here. Here's a, here's a pick from The Guardian. Now, this is a, obviously a leftist. A, it's not left-leaning. 
It's a leftist news rag. It's a leftist publication, The Guardian. What's behind? What's behind the mystery of thousands of excess deaths this summer? See, I told you it's going to come out. And what did we pray? That it would be that they that all the liars, all the murderers, all the propagators, all the propagandists, all the gaslighters would be exposed that even the mainstream media, this is even worse than mainstream. Mainstream likes to likes to at least put out the veneer that they're balanced. Guardian does not. Even the Guardian is having to ask the question because see the bodies are starting to stack up amongst the leftists because you're you're far more likely to be vaccinated if you're a leftist because that supports the leftist narrative. It has nothing to do with your health. It supports the leftist control narrative. So they're asking what's behind the mystery of thousands of excess deaths this summer. Interesting. Jim Hoff from Gateway Pundit you can pull it back to me, Heather. Jim Hoff from Gateway Pundit wrote this article. From January, listen to these stats now, write them down somewhere. From January 2021 to April 2022, at least, get the, get, now get the dates. You got to get the dates. Remember the dates. From January 2021 to April 2022, at least 673 athletes are said to have died from sudden death. So basically in 16 months, 673 athletes in 16 months dropped freaking dead. The number is only 428 deaths less than the 1,100 known to have died as outlined by a study of sudden death in athletes from 1966 to 2004. So we've had slightly less deaths, about you know 428 less deaths in 16 months than they had in 40 years 40 years those 1101 athlete deaths occurred over almost 40 years and yet 673 died over only six over a 16 month period since covid vaccines were introduced good sciencing publications called good sciencing publication has that number closer to 1323 so more moderate publications are saying 673 athletes i can tell you it's more than that i've been covering this now for two and a half years my producer Aaron and i have been putting out this data for two and a half years it's way more than 673 so good sciencing puts out the athlete deaths at 1300 and 1323 and includes a comprehensive list of each athlete says so all you gotta do is google good sciencing used to say duck duck go but they went communist so just go back to google Good science, just Google good science and go onto their website and you will see that 1,323, 1,323 athletes have dropped dead from January 2021 to April of 2022. Now, that doesn't count all those that have died since April of 2022 now to September 2022. So I put together the stats for you, doing it month by month. Best case scenario, using the 673 athlete death number in 16 months. You used to have in the in, from those 40 when they did the prior study, which was 1966 to 2004, we had 1,100 athletes die. And then in just, and that's almost 40 years. And then in 16 months, you have 673 athletes die, only a 428 difference. So here's the base, best case scenario using the 673 number. It used to be that we had up till 2021. 28 athlete deaths per year worldwide. 28. Now we have 504 athlete deaths per year. And that's using the small number. 
using the science-based number, which comes from good sciencing publication, worst case scenario, we used to have 28. Now that doesn't only changes for the worst because you're not going to change the 38 year data from 66 to 2004, obviously. Used to have 28 athlete deaths per year, according to good science. Now we're having 992 athlete deaths per year. Oh, what changed? What didn't we have? Let me see here. What didn't we have from 66 to 2004? Oh, we didn't. Oh, we had oh, people like, oh, we had vaccinations. People were forced to take them then too to go to school and, like, and, and, the, and such and get in the military. Not MRA, not MRNAs, not gene therapeutics, not gene alterers. Not something that causes you. Not not something that causes antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome that causes your body's antibodies to become ushers instead of warriors. Not things that causes cause uh, uh, pulmonary embolisms, blood clots, and strokes. Nothing that caused myocarditis and pericarditis. Back then, they actually used to, before Anthony Fauci was around, they actually and Anthony Fauci's wife was on the the bioethics. Is on the bioethics group for the NIH, which which is who the FDA contracts for their approvals of vaccines. So Anthony Fauci's wife decides whether or not a vaccine is is approved or not. When the FDA used to actually do its cumulative studies and cumulative meetings, where they had doctors around the globe calling in and saying, "Here's what we have found out about this vaccination, that vaccination." Back in the day, where if you had one death inside of 30 days, you shut down the project. You shut down the study, you shut down the experiment, and we had 1,200 people drop dead, 44% miscarriage rate inside of the Pfizer study, the very study that Pfizer themselves wanted to keep confidential for 75 years. They had to be sued in federal court to release that data. And the FDA went to court to try to also keep that data confidential on Pfizer's behalf. I wonder why it is now that we're averaging 992 athlete deaths per year when we used to average 28 in 2020. Why is that? In 2020, we had 28 athlete deaths on average, according to the average that we had for the previous study. No, but they never went up, and you know they didn't. You didn't see any of it. You never saw any tweets of athletes dropping dead in 2020 of COVID or, or 19 from anything else. Nothing, but now you do every day. Spartacus video. U.S. doctor testifies under oath. Play it for me. The spike protein is... He's an internist, a cardiologist, and trained in the epidemiology. He has testified in front of the U.S. Senate, as I mentioned, regarding the COVID-19 response. And we're honored to have you here today to present on the four pillars of pandemic response. Doctor, thank you. As we sit here today, my estimates are... 95% of Americans who have died of COVID-19 and we're approaching nearly a million of these poor souls and tens of millions of hospitalizations could have been avoided with a comprehensive early treatment approach. So as we sit here today, if the topic of discussion is childhood vaccination, it is clear based on publications of representative data that the risks far outweigh any potential benefits of vaccinating children and the data are clear and in the last few weeks now reports have come in one from connecticut with oversight from the pathology from the university of michigan and from the university of minnesota on two teenage boys who died on days three and four after the pfizer vaccine and the parents were horrified to find the children dead at home autopsies were performed 
And the conclusion was crystal clear. The vaccines caused the death with massive heart inflammation and evidence of superimposed catecholamine injury on the heart. Fatal reports have come in from Choi and from Verma, Choi in Korea, Verma from Washington University in St. Louis. It is clear that a vaccine is being pushed, is being encouraged in mandating that in fact results in death of children. Results in death of children. One death is too many. As I've shared with you, in millions of children receiving the, the vaccine, they don't die of COVID-19 respiratory illness, but in fact, they die of the vaccine. It's my viewpoint as a physician and as a public citizen that all vaccine mandates should immediately be dropped and all current vaccines be pulled from the market and undergo a very intensive review on safety and efficacy and figure out where the vaccine program has gone wrong. Those are my comments. Thank you. To me. So there we go. So here's the thing. The only correction that I would make on that, and this is something that all these doctors, even on our side, need to get correct, and all the even conservative pundits, please go on the CDC website and actually break down the data of these COVID deaths, these 1.2 million COVID deaths that they claim. They are not COVID deaths. There's been 50, 60,000, 70,000 COVID deaths, depending on where the charts are at now. Not 1.2 million. That comes from people dying with COVID. That comes from the death certificate change that I've talked about many times on the show that I don't have time to talk about tonight. That comes under the presumption of COVID. Please look at this. He needs to stop espousing that. I love Peter McAuliffe, but I think sometimes he's still trying to sound reasonable. Forget it. You cannot reason with demons. Now here's Ryan Cole. Listen up all you jabbed. Play it for me. The spike protein is a toxin. So it, it's not, doesn't matter whether it's J&J, AstraZeneca, Moderna, uh, Pfizer. They all make your body make a spike protein. That spike protein binds to a tumor suppressor gene family, P53. It also binds to the breast cancer gene, BRCA, and the ovarian cancer gene, BRCA. We know that that spike protein can induce cancer pathways, period. It's happening. Cancers are on the increase across the board, lymphomas, leukemias, blood cancers, because that spike goes to the bone marrow. The lipid nanoparticle carries the mRNA to your dividing stem cells because it doesn't stay in the arm. It can go into any cell in your body and it turns that cell into a spike factory. It inhibits the ability for your DNA to repair itself. It binds to uh, our mitochondria, destroys the energy of our brain cells, destroys the energy of our liver cells, destroys the energy of any cell it gets into. Your own immune system attacks those cells. So a lot of people have arthritic pain, muscle pain. It's because those cells are being attacked by your own immune system because they're expressing this foreign spike protein. That spike protein causes mechanisms of cancer in many people, and I've been seeing that in the lab. I've been having it confirmed by oncologists, radiologists, radiation oncologists, pathologists all around the world as I travel. It is happening. It's on the uptick. Our military database showed it until our Department of Defense illegally froze that database and hit the data. Um, this is a crime against humanity. We're using a dangerous product on humanity that is harming the human cells, that is harming the human body, that is harming our hormones, that is harming our reproductive organs, that is harming any organ where that that protein lands, period. So has Anthony Fauci done anywhere near the amount of research as Ryan Cole or Peter McAuliffe? Anthony Fauci's never looked at a cell under a microscope. He's never looked at 
at a liver slide, a kidney slide. He's never done any research about the effects of the vaccine on pregnant women. Nothing. He's never, he's never read the Pfizer study. But yet him and Joe Biden, the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, Justin Trudeau, and all the rest of the leftist globalists tell you to do what? Here comes number five. Why? Because they want people to die. They want to lower the earth's population. They hate humanity. But God loves humanity. Have you been vaccinated? If you've been vaccinated, put your hand on that screen that you're watching this program on right now. I'm going to pray over you. You need that vaccine leached out of your body and all of its damages healed. Right now, put your hand on that screen. Lord, I pray over each and every person who's agreeing with me right now. And all of you who aren't vaccinated, pray over, vaccinated, pray over these people with me. Lord, for the vaccinated that are touching their screen right now, I leech that vaccination out of their body, not in my power, but in the power of the Holy Ghost. Right now, in Jesus' mighty name, and I command all damage to be healed. Right now, in Jesus' mighty name, it is done. Love you all back here Thursday night, talking more about Worldwide Cabal. I've got so much stuff, I didn't get to hardly any of it. There it all is. It's called Norma's fault and Heather's fault and Aaron's fault, my wife's hope's fault, everybody's fault but mine. It's not my fault that I ran my mouth so long between slides. Not my fault. Oh, I sound like a Democrat. Back here Thursday night, 8.30, 90 minutes of fury. Love you all. God bless you. So why give to the TLP? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. But that's not the end of it. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. We do not gauge our words. We do not hold back. So sow seed to the cause of freedom in victory in Jesus' mighty name. I stand unequivocally on the word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity the Bible, sin the Bible, everything. Protection, the Bible. Church, the Bible.